1: Hey guys, Andrew Claudio here with a quick programming note. This is part two of our three-part extravaganza, Cabernet Cap, the Donovan Mitchell plan. If you are listening to this and haven't listened to part one, refresh your podcast feed. It is available uh, at the same time as this episode, so just make sure you don't miss anything important, like the first part where John and Jeremy uh, opened with a little bit of banter. It's not really Nick's news, but they did talk about uh, the potential of uh, a star that could become available before getting into donovan mitchell another star that could become available and all of the options that um all the reasons why he wouldn't trade him, all the reasons to trade for Donovan Mitchell, all the different attributes about Donovan Mitchell that make his uh, potential acquisition attractive, and all of the above. Now you're going to get part two, the second half of the presentation, where Jeremy lays out the timeline of Donovan Mitchell and just the, honestly the. the The the, uh, counterpoint to trading for him and the Knicks uh, willingness to be patient that he hopes that they have. It's a good conversation. I think you guys are going to enjoy it. Again, this is part two. Hopefully you listened to part one and haven't already listened to part three. Let's get into it. Part two, the Donovan Mitchell plan cap or no cap. (laughs)
2: So what's the cost, right? Like if you're the Knicks.
3: Yeah, I don't Wait, really know. Hold on. You mean J- J- Julius Randall and uh, <laughs> D- Deuce McBride and, and a future first is not getting it done? N- no, I'm afraid it's not getting it done. That's a um, shame.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, the reason I, it's tough to say is because, as we mentioned, if you have two years or fewer of team control, then like we have an idea of the cost. Right? Like it's the Jimmy Butler type package. It's
3: Kyrie. Well, but there were two very different Jimmy Butler.
2: The packages, initial one, yeah. the one that was going yeah. to Minnesota. <laughs> the good one. The good one. Yes. But we're talking about someone with three years and they just, it just doesn't happen that often. It could, no, it could, it just, for reasons we're outlining, it no. doesn't really. And there's a reason for that. And that's how you kind like, I, I have a, um, a DM with with uh, Schwinn and Prez, and we've talked about it, and I've kind of hammered home a lot that the cost of Donovan Mitchell is going to be exorbitant. And the pushback has been like, yeah, well, he's not a great player. And it's like, yeah, but you're paying a premium to steal him away from Utah. And that is the problem. You have to pay. I mean, for lack of a better expression, you have to pay out the ass to get Donovan Mitchell because they're not going to take an offer that would be like for two years of team control needs to be three. And then you're paying the superstar package, which is just not something the Knicks are prepared to do right now, in my opinion.
3: And you're, you, this is not a, this is not a conversation you could have on paper. Uh, All of the things that you, that we just talked about in the last segment of the, of the podcast matter here. The fact that, like, I think I've told this story on the pod before, but I'll just say it again briefly, like, this is a player who has been really smart about marketing himself. And I have to think it. he knew from the day he went to Utah, he's like, OK, if I just sit back, it's not going to come to me. I have to go seek it. If I want to be one of the young faces of this league, I have to I have to make that happen for myself. And who was there co-hosting the, whatever it was, the the draft coverage in, in 2018. Uh, There he was, Donovan Mitchell on the floor of the Barclays Center, you know? And like, there's a, it's not an accident that he's in all these commercials and everything. Like he is one for whether he deserves it or not. It it, it literally doesn't even matter whether he deserves it or not. He's one of the young faces of this league. And that is the other part of it is a 25 year old. Go back, look through the history of, of, of of the last twenty years in the NBA, of guys who are like guys this young and with this level of of gravitas, just simply don't get traded unless there is a really unique circumstance. You want to give me like Jason Cave got traded from Dallas? Like okay, yeah, like it happens, but it, it they're they're not. They're not giving him up for anything. Again, if if they are forced to give him up, which is a big if they're not giving up for anything less than like, we're getting everything we want. And if we don't get everything we want, well, you know what? Tough shit, Donovan. I guess you're not going to be moved.
2: It's a great point. And it makes me remember the fact that based on the social media age, you can be in Utah and still be viewed as a star by fans worldwide this isn't a can. time yeah. where it's like back in the nineties where you're in a small, small market and no one really knows who you are. Like you're good, but the exposure is limited. That doesn't happen for him. And yes, like I know as Knicks fans, we often think that the team in the world revolves around us and it should, right? We're, we're Knicks fans it should, but even still to that degree, the idea of like, Oh, well he can be, you know, even bigger. Sure. He could, but he's doing well enough for where he is in that market where it, it transcends the market. It doesn't matter. He's just a star and we can see it at the push of a button and the drop of a hat. So how he continues from there will be his own journey. But for now, he's pretty damn well known.
3: Yeah. Um, well said.
2: The minimum amount this year in terms of outgoing salary is like $23.3 million that the Knicks would have to uh, send out. And for next year, it would be $25.2 million. Uh, we talked about stars and not superstars in terms of really traded with two years of team control or less. We talked about does Utah really want to blow it up? And then we come to the conversation of RJ Barrett and
3: <laughs> why do you hate RJ? Jeremy, I
2: knew I knew it was going to happen. It was just a matter of when. It's a sh- that it really is, is, a it it's is a shame. It is. It is a shame. Well, uh, good news, John. I would not include RJ Barrett in a Donovan Mitchell discussion. And the reason I wouldn't is not because I want to hold RJ so tight that I never want to let him go. And he is a hundred percent untouchable. Although there is not a realistic trade in my mind right now that RJ Barrett is a part of, Um, but it's a sort of mindset. Like it's the same shit. It's the same old shit with dealing RJ Barrett, accelerating the clock in such a way for New York now that is unnecessary. It's like I know that there's this need for the Knicks to acquire superstar and star talent. And I know we want it as soon as possible. But also it's almost like breaking the seal, and you have to keep going because the seal has already been broken. And now you find yourself in a position not too different from. I mean, I, I don't want to say the early 2010s because again, um, Carmelo Anthony was a superstar. But you at least knew when your clock had started and when your window was opened. And you can tell it's going to close at a certain point. Whereas with the Knicks, there's not really even an open window, it's still kind of forming. So the moment you try to do the RJ for Donovan Mitchell type deal, what you're saying to fans is okay, yeah, we got Donovan Mitchell in the building. The the time is now. It starts now. Hmm. And without the necessary pieces to, Build a contender, what's it for? Why are you doing it?
3: I so here's what I'll, I'll say. Um, and it's gonna come off like I hate RJ Barrett. Uh, I don't hate RJ Barrett, I think RJ Barrett's really good. And actually, and I, I don't, I can't believe I'm gonna give credit to this person because I fucking hate the way he writes about the Knicks sometimes, but. I will give John Hollinger some credit. He put out a piece with the great Fred Katz uh, on the athletic today in which they just, they talk generally about some Nick stuff. And I want to cite the the part where he talked about RJ Barrett, which is like, I actually thought he was pretty generous to RJ and he's like, RJ Barrett made great strides this the season. Um, is he a max guy right now? Probably not, but he kind of left the door open. Like right now, RJ Barrett is one thing, but there's a possibility that he could be a very, very different thing on the good end within the next couple of years, like the efficiencies, like we, we don't, we don't need to go through the issues with RJ Barrett right now. We've talked about them all throughout the year, but like, because of the work ethic, because of the demeanor, because of like the little signs, if you really do pay attention, like we all know sitting here, RJ Barrett could be whatever we all hope he, he he's going to turn into within the next couple of years. That's not where his value is at today. And like, if I thought, that there was a possibility that the Knicks would be like, okay, or the the jazz would be like, okay, great. Um, RJ. And uh, what'd you say? 23 million, right? 23.3 million. Mm-hmm. So, uh, no one's salary flots of no one's a walker and RJ Barrett. There's your, there's your deal. That's your, that's your salary. And like RJ is the thing, right? And maybe this year's lottery pick, right? And that's it. That's the trade for Donovan Mitchell. Shitty salary that we don't want. RJ Barrett, maybe one pick. If I thought that, that was a, a, there was a possibility that that deal would get Donovan Mitchell, I would be pushing back a lot harder because I would say, all right, that still gives you the, the leeway to then do the second massive package where you're throwing all the boat full of picks with Julius Randle to go get, I, I don't know who the, player is but whatever the other guy who you're actually going to pair with donovan mitchell and then you figure out the rest later maybe you keep quickly um or whatever young player you think is the best chance to be like your tyrese maxi you quickly would probably make the most sense um you know sign your veterans and and there's your team right you could you could you could sell that right would you agree with me jeremy You you could you could sell it find a way to sell it you could find a way to sell that that's. I don't believe that for a second is what is going to be able to get get you Donovan Mitchell because the Jazz are going to be like, okay, great, RJ is a nice starting point. How many picks are we getting on top of RJ Barrett to give you Donovan Mitchell? My personal belief is that is how that conversation would go. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know everything, um, but that is my guess because I don't think as of right now, for as much as we could sit here and say RJ will be X in due time. If you're the jazz and you're trading away Donovan Donovan freaking Mitchell for all the reasons that you just detailed over the last 20 minutes or so, like that's just that's not going to get it done. It's just not. So um for that reason I, I I agree with you, although I think there was a world where an r j center trade could work if the valuation was a little bit different.
2: perhaps I think if anything, what you've just described is the perfect reason to stand pat for at least a year. I agree with you. And yes. then no, I, yes, yeah. and then reevaluate. Even from then, it might have to be a year after that. We, we can keep seeing. You know, it's not something we decide right now, of course. But but yeah, it's like what you've described is you have to trade for two stars slash superstar. You know, in, in whether it's one and one, whether it's two stars, and yeah, you know, however you view it. And I think that the biggest case study or the best case study in terms of viewing why what you're describing, I know you're not endorsing it by any stretch, but like that mindset is the Chicago bulls in so many ways where, you know, it's, it's DeMar turning 33, it's Vucevic 31. It's Levine who, I mean, some stuff's going on with his knee, but it seems like that's getting taken care of. But then he looks at Lonzo ball whose knee is not doing great. And then you got Caruso who's good. um, And he's a win now piece, but you know, like, He's he's not RJ Barrett, uh, whatever. Fun little, the athletic joke ribbing there. But <laughs> regardless, um, and, you know you need Patrick Williams who's good, but he's got time that where he needs to really grow into who he can be. And you just look at it; and it's like what the timeline's all over the place, especially when a lot of your draft picks are gone. And how do you get to that next level? And um, I don't say this as a, as a Chicago Bulls hater. I just say it as a. Genuine basketball fan who is curious how they will get to the next level with the pieces that they have in in house. And you look at the Knicks, and it's like if you do anything similar to that, and you have a Randall be the Levine type, but obviously not Zach Levine, and you have him. You know, it it just in terms of like quote unquote homegrown, where it's like he was not drafted by this team. But but I'm I'm saying in terms of like the presence, not the player, not the talent. Like the guy who was already on the team was making a nice chunk of change and building around that. And it's just so short-sighted that then when you factor in the RJ going out portion of it, it um like it makes me sick. If you're gonna deal RJ <laughs> at any point, sick. it does.
3: I love it. it. I love it. It was great. We
2: invest so much time and effort into what this team can do and what they should yeah. do for them to turn around and do that type of move would be a slap in the face. And I'm very confident that they're not going to do that.
3: I, I don't think so either. And we should also just mention explicitly, no team has ever done it like this and, and Yeah, uh, anything um, Patience is a virtue. Yeah. You, you need, it should, I mean, look, maybe somebody does it at some point, but no, no team has ever done it where they're, they're basically trading for two stars. At, uh, at or near the apex of their value and having those two guys be, you know, the the centerpiece. So you usually have to either draft one or most of the time, it's obviously if the draft one, sometimes you could sign one in free agency, you know, LeBron with the Lakers a couple years ago, and then they traded for Anthony Davis. Um, the one, the one wild card, and then we'll, we'll officially move on. If the Knicks got into the top four of the lottery, I don't want to say this entire conversation goes out the window, but it, it, could change things a bit. It could. Yeah. It could. And uh,
2: both the draft lottery is May 17th. And, what a week, baby. Uh, Here we go. We can do it. Get it out uh, this the year. I'm sure in the uh, podcast, the podcast following that draft, when we know where the draft positioning will be, we'll,
3: yes. we'll be able to reassess. Oh, it, man. I just, just for that, so we could have that podcast, I want them to get into the top four. Forget about what do we do for the team. I just want to be able to record, like, let's now talk about all the crazy shit that might happen because the Knicks got whatever the top, whatever the top four pick.
2: Let's get nuts. That's what I'm right. hoping for.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so, uh,
2: all right. You're again, you're the Knicks. You've somehow traded for Donovan Mitchell. Well, what comes next? As we described, Woo. you're going to have to either kill a year and just like, Futs around and try to figure it out and then try to trade for another great player. Um, But you have the limited avenues to improve the team. The superstar free agent market is weak. Uh, Trade trading assets is a little difficult if you've acquired three years of Donovan Mitchell. Uh, And you've probably not be able to draft as effectively as you would have been because those pieces might be in Utah. Uh, So like, it's again, it's like mellow, but worse because, Carmelo Anthony was a better player than Donovan Mitchell is now. And you at least had way, like you could sell it as like Amare Stoudemire. And of course there are the the knee issues, but to me, like maybe it's revisionist after all, and you can push back on it, but at least Amare in his prime, I guess not prime Amare on a good day (sighs) felt better than Julius right now. But again, like Amari could, Amari could, this is, this is why I struggle because if there's anything about Julius, it's that he can play, he's, you know, he's going to play. And with he Amare, is available. It never, <laughs> right. It was never a, a given. And he obviously had that incredible stretch before Carmelo Anthony got there. And then he wasn't as good when it's, his usage dropped a bit and he just wasn't that MVP caliber player for that time. He was, it's weird. Cause like
3: like you could, if, if you give me a few drinks, you could talk me into like, hey, if the Knicks traded for this guy, it would really activate Julius Randall. Like Donovan Mitchell ain't that guy to me, at least. Maybe, again, who knows? Maybe he is. I don't, I don't see that. Nor nor do I see like Julius being the guy who like galvanizes Donovan Mitchell to be the best version of himself. Like, to, to, you know, but then again, I'm on a certain train with Julius and I'm I'm probably not getting off that anytime soon. So I'm probably the wrong guy to talk to, but I, I, yeah, like that's not,
1: Hey, guys, quick break to tell you about our new sponsor, HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh offers the flexibility you need with customizable orders every week. You can add extra proteins and sides, change up the serving size when you have guests, or just double up on your favorite recipes so your box works harder for you. You can easily change your delivery days or food preferences or skip a week whenever you need. Feeding the whole family has never been easier with larger box sizes for more servings and more savings. HelloFresh also offers convenient, contact-free delivery right to your doorstep for easy home cooking with the family. The recipes are easy to follow and quick to make, with steps and pictures to guide you along the way. HelloFresh cuts out stressful meal planning and grocery store trips, so you can enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in about 30 minutes or less. HelloFresh is 30% cheaper than shopping at your local grocery store. Plus, you skip the checkout lines. Try our quick and easy meals, which include 15 to 20-minute dinners, breakfast on the go, and 10-minute lunches in HelloFresh Market, perfect for your busy schedule. Enjoy restaurant-quality meals for less in the comfort of your own home. HelloFresh's gourmet recipes, like balsamic fig sirloin, are over 72% cheaper than an average restaurant meal. Look, guys, I don't have to tell you how busy I can be with all the work I do for Nick's Film School, as well as my show Final Review. My fiance is just as busy, and when that question comes up every night, what do you want for dinner, rarely do we both have answers. Well, we've actually been customers of HelloFresh for over a year, and we're thrilled when we found out about the sponsorship. Not only is the food delicious, but it's convenient to make and takes away that simple anxiety of what you're going to have for dinner that night. They send you a week's worth of meals, you cook them, you prepare them, you eat them, and And then by the weekend, a new box for the following week shows up. It's that simple. Go to HelloFresh.com slash film school 16 and use promo code film school 16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. That's HelloFresh.com slash film school 16 and use promo code film school 16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. HelloFresh,
2: America's number one meal kit. So, you know, some final thoughts, right? Like. We discussed it last week, but this kind of new perspective of like, maybe not everything's leading up to 2023. Maybe it is, but maybe it's more like we're just building along and we're going to accumulate assets and we use those assets mostly to trade up in the draft and we find the best talent there. And then if the right situation comes along later, we can use the actual established talent that we have and, and go about it that way. Maybe it's not. Maybe it is that the Knicks are looking to get Donovan Mitchell, whether it's this year or next year, or the year after you know, time will tell, but it brings up another interesting conversation, which it shouldn't be head to head because again, I still don't even believe. And I know you share this belief too, that Donovan Mitchell is even really available, but it's almost like not. the idea of Donovan Mitchell trading for Donovan Mitchell versus some sort of sign and trade or clearing enough room to just lure away uh, Jalen Brunson for cheaper. Right? It almost feels like even though Donovan Mitchell is a star and Jalen Brunson is not, what you're able to give up and what you're able to get in return, the opportunity cost and all that, it almost feels like getting Brunson becomes a better bang for your buck than going in, spending the assets, spending more money on Donovan Mitchell, and, and filling the pieces in around. With Brunson, it's more like, "This is now." With Mitchell's, like, "This is right now. We have to do something right now." Yeah, and you buy yourself more time with Brunson, but we'll get into Brunson more at a later. I
3: know you've certainly written about him, but yeah, no, it, no, it's it, it's well put, and like, I'm happy. You you know me. I I always am a fan of bringing nuance to a discussion, like because somebody can, you, know, you can't. This is not the type of thing you could tweet about. It's even even tough to write about, like no one's going to sit here and be like, Oh, Jalen Brunson is same, same caliber of player as Donovan Mitchell. Even though if you would just, if you just watch the first round series between these two teams, you probably could have come away. And and you would never watch those two players play before in your life. You probably could have come away and be like, you know what? That Brunson guy is not that much worse than the, the Mitchell guy. We're not saying that, but you know, when you're talking about these sorts of moves, like, and, and the, you know, changing the direction of, or shaping the direction of your team. And this is, this is the type of trade that would like, obviously like, think about the Melo trade, like how that shaped the direction of their team for the next really, you could argue it six, seven years, right? Eight years, like maybe even more. And you go more? You, 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 honestly, you could, um, because of the draft picks that they didn't get. And like, if they had had, those picks and like who might they have taken with those picks and like does it, it, whatever we don't need to get into it. It's a massive decision. Um and you do need to get into nuance. The the only two more things and then when we can finish up. The the pushback I'll give on all of this, which is like you kind of pose pose it here. Don't you know don't pay the price to for a super don't pay the price of a superstar for a star. And then you write right here likely it likely doesn't matter. Do we for one second think that if, I can't even say this with straight face, that if Leon Rose is offered the chance, I don't say offered the chance, like, oh, he's just going to be handed to, but like, if Donovan goes to them and be like, yeah, I'm, I'm leaving, like, I, there's no world where I stay here past three years. So you either trade me now, my value is highest, or, you know, like, do we really think Leon Rose is going to be like, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm skeptical. I'll t- I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say like, he's definitely not going to do it, but I, or, or he's definitely going to do it, but I'm skeptical that he would, he would turn it away.
2: The reason why I think he would still stay the course and again, no clue what the thinking is here, but you could bring in a star, but once that clock, as we've kind of hinted at starts, yeah, then you're rushing your own timeline. Like, I'm not saying if you're the front office, you have, years and years to just like do nothing.
3: And we've, we talked about this in in recent weeks already. Yeah.
2: But let's say you do trade for Donovan Mitchell and things don't go super well. Uh, The first thing that's going to happen is Tibbs is going to get the ax because that's just how this business works. And then they will have the opportunity to install another coach and they'll give that coach some time. But if you look at how many games did Kenny Atkinson last? Time? Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it, would not, this it would own not team. be long. <laughs> right. Like, the, the, but this own team of um, firing David Fisdale and then hiring Mike Miller.
3: Mike Miller, yeah.
2: Steve Perry didn't get another, Steve, Steve Mills didn't get another opportunity. He no, was, he did not. Like that, you know, they they had the opportunity with Fizdale and it didn't work out and he didn't really get another opportunity. And that's the thing you have to think about if you're in charge, right? You want to yeah, hold on sure. to your job. You don't want someone to take over for you. This is one of the best gigs you could have as a basketball fan, maybe even in the world.
3: Yeah. I don't think Leanne Rose wants to get fired. Right.
2: Soon. <laughs> right. And so if you're playing the long game and Donovan Mitchell says, Hey, I'm available. If he fits with the long game, and it kind of brings, let's go to the next point. Does trading for Mitchell get you closer to well, or further away from acquiring a superstar? That is then the next question. Did you use, do you cash in on Donovan Mitchell? Is his star appeal, as we mentioned, going to help assist another star with coming there? It's like, do you invest in looking good to feel good? Or do you just keep your money <sighs> and then, you know, hopefully the market. Carries even higher, and you have more money than you would have even had if you'd done the other
3: option. I, so I, I, I actually think, I think if they traded for Donovan Mitchell, there would be, I think one way or another, somebody would force their way here to to play with him. Now, whether that player would be. Like, again, by my definition of a superstar, that player is probably not going to be a super, almost certainly not going to be a superstar. But I think another, a star level player, like, could I see, I'm just going through some names, could I see like Carl Anthony Towns, you know, forcing his way here in the next year and change if they traded for Donovan Mitchell this summer? Like, no, that, that wouldn't shock me. Where does Carl Anthony Towns and Donovan Mitchell get you? Um, who, who's who's playing defense on that team? Uh, I, You know, I don't know it. And and again, that's, but that, but that's the danger, I think less than you, you are speeding up your, your clock. It's that like, I'm not worried about the clock speeding up because I do think that they would get another guy, but it's like, okay, you've got Donovan at that point. You're probably not at Liberty to pick and choose how long you're going to wait for the next guy. It's like, whoever the guy is that wants to come play with Donovan and Donovan's like, yeah, I want him. Guess what? You're trading for that guy. And then you're going to let the chips fall where they may. Is that, do you want to give yourself over to that at this stage? If you're Leon Rose, I, I mean, I guess we'll find out, but I, I, you know, maybe you don't. Hopefully you don't. I, I, you listen, I'll give you all the credit in the world. You are sticking your guns there. You do not like, you're not wavering. You do not want to trade for this guy. Not that you don't like him as a player, but given all of the things, you don't want to do it.
2: What's- I think he's a great player. I think he also, I know that you can make an argument that, well, when is the time? If not now, when? If not now, when? It still just doesn't, it doesn't feel right. You know, again, is it, a, is it, there's an opportunity cost to it, right? Because as, as these other stars think about where they want to go, if they want to stay with where they're at, then you miss out on them. And the teams are in a similar position as they, as the jazz are right now with Donovan Mitchell. Why do we trade our star talent? We don't want to trade our star talent. They signed here. They want to be happy here. Let's do that. And that's why I just, I can't shake 2025 out of my head in terms of when that free agent class becomes available. Again, you can, you can do slower I don't mean like slow roll it to the point where you do nothing, but you can keep accelerating in various ways and still be frugal, right? Like you can max out your 401k and you can still spend money now (laughs) if you need to, and then you're covered in the future and you're still doing okay right here. And that's just the way that I try to perceive it for what the Knicks can do where they can, again, like have their cake and eat it too. Where you look at a world where... Donovan Mitchell has stayed with the Jazz for another two years, and now he's an expiring free agent. And he says, "Yeah, I'm, I'm done. I've had it." And you look at what's in your own garden, and as that's growing, uh, and then you, you say, that. "Well, what what can we do? How can we how can we you know how can we advance?" And just in terms of a team building philosophy, it's been fascinating to see the eight teams that are remaining because they're all built differently. You know, they're they all they're all unique in their own special way. And some teams are like the Bucks, where I mean well, just to be honest, all of them have regular rotations of seven to nine guys. Yep. And I think we as fans often are like, Oh, you know, we love depth, but depth doesn't really help you in the playoffs unless there's an injury.
3: And you need you do need depth to get to that's but that's the, the, the playoffs. Yeah.
2: Depth is a regular season. Um, benefit,
3: Stephen Adams. Stephen Adams was a vital piece to Memphis during the regular season. I know yes, he, was, he was. You know, he, now, he had a COVID issue, but like, got <laughs> kicked on the floor right now. Right, but
2: also, would he be playing heavy minutes?
3: You, he we don't, yeah, I don't think. I don't think he would.
2: Right, and so then you look at that, and you look at the fact, like the Bucks, the the player that they drafted on that in that rotation was Giannis. That's it. There's there's no one else. And then you look at the Warriors, and there's like five or six of them. The Celtics, I think, have five guys who were drafted by the team. And so you can, you know, you can do whatever you can kind of go those paths, but we talk about consolidation for right now, down the line, there will come a point where the Knicks will likely consolidate good young talent into a better piece. And, you know, again, we'll reassess that later, but as of right now, I'm fine with that concept, but that's later. It's not now it's, if you're consolidating now then you're selling short. And why would you sell short on yourself when the gains are just not worth it? And I know for a lot of these teams, it is a business, but not for us as fans. We don't care about the business aspect. We shouldn't, at least when it comes to our fandom. We want no. the team to win the championship. And it's building the right way to get to that point and taking a shortcut. We've seen so many failed shortcuts that it's just pointless to do it.
3: Very... We don't we really don't have to spend any time on this. The only the last thing I will say, I don't want to say even pushback, but if whatever transpires in New Orleans this summer goes, shall we say poorly, and that I, I don't even know I don't I don't care what it would take. I don't literally That's, every literally every pick and literally every player on the <laughs> roster, if they can get if if Leon Rose thinks he can get those two guys in the building. I, I, I think you throw everything else out the window. I think they will throw everything else out, out the window. That's all I just want to throw. Out. It
2: all depends on the ceiling and attainable ceiling for Zion Williamson. That's where I will I will go against what I've just said and say like yeah. again. If you think that Zion Williamson can be a superstar, that MVP caliber player can be healthy yeah. enough to do all these things, then everything I've just said, chuck it. Because then you're bringing in a superstar, you're bringing yeah. in a star, you find ways to build around it, and that works. But if that situation doesn't become available,
3: then I'm it's, sticking with everything I just said. It, I completely agree. It is the only, and again, I can't even say it because I was going to say the only realistic scenario whereby, and like we're talking about realistic scenarios with Zion and, and Donovan Mitchell playing in the garden next year, with the, again, that caveat I know it's a 9% chance. Or 9.4% chance. If the Knicks get into the top four of this of this lottery, expect expect to hear some of just the wildest shit. It's it's coming. If they get it, it's coming. That's all.
2: Yeah. I think that's uh <laughs> that's a good way to end it. But yeah, you know, like they're they're like written thoughts, they're article thoughts, they're like tweet thoughts and, and newsletter thoughts, and they're podcast thoughts. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a podcast thought. This is because the podcast. If, if you write it out, it's just going to be misconstrued ready. in so many ways. But this is like buried enough where you, you've you seen uh, the context that you kind of have to just like, oh yeah, I see where they were coming from.
3: And it needs to be taken in context. So. Andrew, how you doing, buddy? Um, Not great. Got to be honest. Did the Rangers Ray- do something bad?
1: I appreciate losing, Andrew uh, giving me the texting updates. Him- Every single time Igor let up a a bad goal, they're losing six to
2: two. John,
3: that's bad hockey. That's that's a lot in hockey.
2: Yes, especially Um, since they gave up seven, even though a couple of them were empty net. Yeah, (laughs) like
1: Tima, that arguably the best goalie in the sport this year is giving up thirteen goals in two games. Um, Well, no, he he was he was out. out I know he was out after the fourth goal. He was after the first period. He got knocked. He got pulled at the end of two. Um, So you know. Those one, wasn't the, Those it? Wait, are the breaks. What's up? Wasn't he pulled after the first in game one in game three? It is tonight. I'm saying Has he, he made it through two. Yes, he got pulled at the end of the second period. Jeez. So, yes, that's hockey, right. owner. Um, <laughs> couple things. Uh, listen, I just tweeted out the Julius Randall flashbacks, like Julius Randall against the Hawks flashbacks that I'm getting from Starkin are just not great right now, but it's neither here nor no. there. Um, So a couple things before we get to the producer's corner, Um, the Steve Mills example you used, Jeremy, the only difference I see is that like, like Mills was here and then left. And then like, there was a history there. I wonder if with Leon, there's a longer rope, especially if Leon doesn't say we can trade Porzingis because we're getting Katie and Kyrie. And then none of that happens. And then like a mandate is like, if none of all that stuff happens, what I'm saying, I feel like Leon, if he actually lays out a plan, we'll get a longer leash. You know what I'm saying?
2: I do. And I think the thing that ultimately sunk Steve mills, was there was one thing the, expl- the expectation <laughs> bad, at his, bad at his job yes. of bringing in two stars <laughs> and then getting james dolan to speak which is something he doesn't do and to go on to the michael k show mm-hmm. and basically proclaim that the knicks would be getting these stars and then dolan looking like a fool because of steve mills's inadequacy
1: listen they went out and got a second team all nba player and it an they did so can't call him a liar. They did get a star for a year. Um, Bobby Portis played big man, NBA champion Bobby Portis. Bobby Portis. Thank
3: Portis. you very much.
1: Yeah, Alfred Payton uh, might win a one this year. Okay, okay. Anyway.
3: Oh man, um, Elf, Elf getting switched on to Bobby in the finals. Oh, there we go. Well, who
1: wins? Maybe uh, it might be Alfred Payton, or it might be Frank Ntilikina and Reggie Bullock winning the finals this year. Um, Wild wacky stuff. Theo
2: Pinson gets
1: finals minutes. Oh, Theo Pinson. Mm. Still sad about that. Uh, Me too. One other thing. So, well, two other things. Jeremy, just to clarify, because I actually don't think you're against trading for Donovan Mitchell. I think the whole point of this was more like not now, right? Like that. Just I I want that clarified. You're not saying don't trade for Donovan Mitchell. You're saying don't like trade everything right now to rush a timeline that isn't necessarily needed to be rushed.
2: Yeah. Listen, you need to have some sort of perimeter player around him on the defensive end, someone who can handle it from a point of attack mm-hmm. defense. You kind of have to build around Donovan Mitchell before you even get him, which like the Knicks are sort of doing that. I, I don't want to be blasphemous and say Quentin Grimes, but that mindset of like how we can, you know, be do more switching and whatnot. I think historically it is really hard to win with a player who is uh, on the shorter side. And I know that it'll sound like I'm talking out of two sides of the mouth because of the fact that I like Jalen Brunson, but I will have reasons behind that. I'll get into later. Um, But actually, as you just say now, the, the biggest thing is that you're, if you were to get Donovan Mitchell, it's like, again, giving something up, what are you getting back? Yeah. Whereas like, that's when you should be contending. And I feel like the whole, conversation around Jalen Brunson is how can we just be a better team now not mm-hmm. a higher ceiling team just how can we improve right now so we get back to the plan and make the playoffs mm-hmm. and that i think is the key differentiating differentiating factor between those two conversations whereas like it shouldn't even matter because Donovan Mitchell's not going anywhere but yes andrew that's a long-winded way of saying i'd be a little uncomfortable but it all depends on the timing and the time is just not now
1: well the next and the last question I have uh, in response to all of this, because you said you don't think Donovan Mitchell's going anywhere. Is there no scenario that either you guys see a team pulling the trigger? If they decide to tear it down specifically that team in South beach,
2: <laughs> you're going to say that
1: uh, listen, oh, what, Miami might, loses in, might Miami trade for him. Miami loses in six. Say so they blow this lead to the Sixters. Like they, they went up 2-0, they were the one seed and it still wasn't enough. They, I mean, you guys would know the the math on the contracts better, but there's a Tyler Hero, It's, it's Hero, and Duncan Robinson, the, and
3: maybe you need to throw in something else. Yeah, Hero,
1: Duncan Robinson, and I have no idea when their pick, what their pick situation is, but I, I don't think
3: it's it's shit. Crazy. It's it's not it's not good. It's they could trade. I mean, I could look it up now. They they don't they're they're heavily pick encumbered. I think they could trade away maybe a future first and a future swap. Maybe after this year's draft, they could trade away two firsts. I think maybe, mm-hmm. but it's like distant for like, if you're the jazz and you're making that trade, it's because you think Tyler hero is white.
1: <laughs> not for nothing. I, that was going to be our response. And Duncan, you wanna, like, like
3: you want to the, the, the business
2: aspect
1: Is Tyler of hero,
3: really white. Does he think he's white? Cause I'm not sure about that. I'm going mean, I'm
2: going play the fifth. Anyways, uh, yeah. just there's a the Duncan Robinson, <laughs> I don't think any team wants to touch that contract. I like, how I, dare
3: you, sir? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, John. I'm sorry, but he's Guy's played, played one, one more minute than we have in this minute. playoff series. They're, they're and he's making $90 million though.
1: They went 13 of 65 from three in the two games at Philly. And he played zero minutes. Yeah. Oh man. It's bad. I think that's the one caveat I'll give about. And I think it's a necessary part of this is we're doing a Knicks podcast about the potential of a Donovan Mitchell trade is that there is a world where we just did this and had the conversation and it's concluded because he's not even available next summer or this summer, even because he is going to go to another team that is willing to pull the trigger because their timeline is now like the Miami heat, but we'll see. I, um, I
3: Now you got said, me looking up the damn picks.
2: Uh, for the God, heat, Jamie. again, I don't think Don is an option for them either. I know that Heat fans would like to think that because of Dwayne Wade's presence, he's going to just hand <laughs> Donovan Mitchell to Miami no, on a that, silver that's platter. That's nonsense. Heat, that's not the Heat the lifer, thing. baby. Heat right. lifer. If anything, it goes back to Bradley Beal, and if the Wizards can't do anything there, and now you know, like the Heat are in such an interesting position where. I don't know if you guys watched the game last night, but Lowry looked cooked. Looks he terrible. Looks in, he looks injured. Awful. I don't know if it's necessarily cooked, but, but yeah, sure. I'll, 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 even if we say like airing on the side of caution that the injuries are ca- catching up with him, we're still now talking about a guy who next year will be 36, 37. Yeah. Like if you look at if you look at Tyler Harrow, who's certainly a good player, sixth man of the year award winner, how eager is Miami to invest and pay Tyler Harrow what he's going to get? And I just go to the thought process of like if Bradley Beal opts in and then wants to go to South Beach, and the Heat do Kyle Lowry and Tyler Harrow, a first round pick, or maybe they they find a way to sweeten it even more and do the Duncan Robinson route. And Washington doesn't love it, but again, like the value for Beal is certainly lower than Donovan Mitchell, so it works out that way. Where it kind of makes more sense in a Duncan Robinson situation. Maybe that's what they do, but I just can't see. To me, it's like if Donovan Mitchell's on the table, the Knicks have the lead if they want it because of the surplus of assets that they have. But if they don't, it's not just like Miami saying, well, we don't we don't need anyone. We don't want to, or not like, um, I'm sorry. It's not like Utah being like, well, Miami, because you're the next lowest bidder, we're going to go to you. It's much more of, you still have to meet the price. And if you're unable to meet it, we're not going to give you Donovan Mitchell.
3: I'm just imagining. I, and I just looked it up. So the, the, the heat have a, they owe a 2025 pick. That's top uh, that's lottery protected. And then it becomes unprotected in 2026. So realistically you're talking about um, swaps in 2027 and 2029, and then you can do an unprotected first in 2028. But like, I don't know, Pat Riley's not going to live forever. Um but like, does any team's future picks have less value than the Miami Heat's in the NBA I, right now? I, I, I
2: you're I, you're basically saying it's going to be in the high twenties, and how valuable is that?
3: It, yeah, I just like I don't. If you're Utah, I mean, you God, they would have to love Hero. I, I bitch. Utah falling
1: in love with him is not again the business aspect that Jeremy talked about. It is also about creating a player that your fan base will fall in love with. And this is a fan base that is a statue of John Stockton in front of the building. Okay. Max
3: Struis' way. Whether
1: it's the right best, whether it's not, yeah, but he's not Tyler Hero. If anything, that's the
3: person that... No, I'm saying Struis, uh, uh Robinson, and, and uh, Hero. You get oh, all this, good uh, Lord. Every, every, everybody gets a statue. The, the symbolism
1: in that trade. By the way, Jeremy, you did it three times is it Tyler Hero or Tyler Harrow? No, it's Tyler Hero. That's what at least that's okay. I think it's Tyler Hero. Like, it's Hero. It's Hero. It's, it's Hero. Is. The years of podcasting with John has caught up to you. I can see yeah. it. Um okay. That was a that was a really good. I'm glad we had the Donovan Mitchell conversation and handled it responsibly as in like not yet unless something crazy happens like next Tuesday the lottery gods bless us with the number one pick. Um Oh my God! The debates okay. that are going
3: to ensue if they actually get to the top four over what direction to take. Mike, I'm not prepared for that. I just, I'm with you, John. I'd like to produce that podcast. I'd like
1: to do that live stream. I like to be part of that watch party. I just want, like, for us to do something with playback or whatever next Tuesday, and then, like, that moment of the 11th team pops up with the 11th pick goes to the San Antonio Spurs, and it's like, wait, we jumped. And then there's that anticipation. I just I, or why? that moment, what? or we oh, see the fourteenth pick pops up. <laughs> and it's like, oh wait, did I miss the last three picks? In which <laughs> actually, yeah, <laughs> uh, yes. Oh,
2: I did. The, okay,
3: yeah. Did, if yeah. you thought this next season on Nick or this season on Nick's Twitter was was divisive, you ain't seen nothing yet. If they, if they get that pick.